Hello, Lonely Hearts Club. I mean, sorry, uh, you know, the, you know, our fellow listeners. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 67 of the Command Edit Podcast. Thanks for pressing play, plugging us into your ears. We really appreciate that you keep coming back to us week after week after week. Uh, I am Nick Montgomery, a freelance uh, feature film editor from uh, Canada, and with me is... Josh Short, and you guys know what uh, number 67 is? What is 67? It's a prime number. Is that like, is it a special prime number? <laughs> no, but I just like, as we continue to like keep growing, like in numbers, like the prime numbers are going to get spaced out more and more and more. So I feel like prime numbers are a special <laughs> thing. Uh, prime numbers are special snowflakes and should be appreciated. Yeah, you, I I tried to be a math major before getting into video. I think, I think I've talked no about shit. this before. Uh, but they had they had like Friday classes at like three o'clock, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was set to be a mathematician, but it didn't work with my schedule. Uh, yeah, I was a I was a business major, then I was going to be a math major, and then I I fell into uh, the school of media arts and design at James Madison University. So you did you didn't want to get stuck in a career that you know, scheduling <laughs> became a big uh, a big derailment of of your mathematician career. So you pursued. And and you know Video what? Production? We, we can tie we can tie this in because like I remember just like looking at some of the math classes and not trying to judge math majors, but uh, I just remembered like I'm not gonna get along with these people. <laughs> I don't like anybody in this room. <laughs> yeah. So again, so, yeah. so you didn't like the scheduling, and you and you didn't like the people that you were forced to uh, to work with. Again, so then you went into video production. This doesn't add up. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be lonely, which uh, which yeah, which is kind of what we're gonna be talking about for most of our episode today. Lonely. I miss yeah it uh it is not a it can be a very social thing you know as uh being an editor being a part of uh, any sort of uh production whatsoever it is a very very social thing it's a, it's a strange conundrum though like you are never just working by yourself you're always part of this web of people but at the same time it uh for us fellow uh you know post production wizards uh yeah there's a certain anti-social element that goes along with it unfortunately so how fitting that for our valentine's day episode we talk about how how uh you know lonesome uh, our our work can be and how much we crave human interaction oh it's not just our valentine's day episode our it's my it's my 30th birthday episode it's your 30th birthday aha Happy birthday, everybody! Join us uh, in wishing Josh a happy thirtieth. You, you old old man, you. Yes, yes. So I'm assuming this is coming out on Monday. This will be probably. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure yeah. Shortest turnaround on, in command edit history. On my birthday. Fantastic. So yeah. it's actually tomorrow. Like it, it's the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah, thirteenth. Wow, you were born so, before Valentine's Day. Yeah, so I have another like I don't know thirteen hours left of my twenties, and I'm spending it with you, Nick, and uh, you, uh, as Nick says, dear listener. Wow, we got to get you out and get drunk, dude. Yeah, I'm lonely. <laughs> lonely <laughs> on your birthday and with Valentine's Day around the corner. This is just getting more and more miserable yeah, as it goes. Yeah. So, do you know? Do you know who else is about to be really lonely? Who me? Whipster. Whipster. Why? Well, um, 
I guess last week. Uh, I'm not a Whipster user, so Whipster is an uh, online video re- review service, um, much like Screenlight or Frame.io or like a Vimeo Pro, that kind of stuff. Uh, and they jacked their prices up like, I don't know, five, 600% or something uh, last week, and Ooh. everyone's bailing. Wow. Why, you know, why, why? And I briefly looked at Whipster when I was looking over the, the several options out there. Like, as you mentioned, Screenlight, Frame.io, there's a bunch of others that I've never really looked at. But uh, I briefly looked at it and I wasn't, uh, I didn't hear about this, but why did they make the, the big change? Um, I mean, I, I've been on the outside looking in just like you on this. And uh, it just, it, it seems like uh, they they think they have a great product and they feel like they can charge a lot for it. And uh, I do feel like it was very abrupt, uh, at least it, it feels like everything I've seen on Twitter, at least, everyone's pretty darn ticked off that um, they would just, you know, make make the switch just like that. Wow. Well, I guess you can't blame them for raising their prices when I know that Whipster is the most common, one of the more common names that I hear about when people talk about online video sharing and review services. Mm-hmm. So it's perfectly justifiable to say, well, we were more popular and it takes more quote-unquote bandwidth i guess i guess to run the service so yeah raise the prices but what yeah, was um, it uh, what was it before i, I know that i can see the prices uh, now i have no idea what they were priced before same here same here so you're asking the wrong person so now the prices are 25 dollars a month for it says five new videos and if you're a whipster user you can probably talk about this a lot better than i can uh so i don't really know if a new video is um you know, a replacement of a video or just in, in addition to what you already have up there. Uh, I don't really know. So um, right. if uh, you're a Whoopster user, go over to our uh, Facebook group and uh, and give us a little more insight. But I mean, I, I can see like, cool, raise your rates. Like, that's fine. I'm sure there are many like massive post houses um, that are going to be completely cool with it. Um, but, you know, for us, us, will cost you know the little guys us freelancers or those that work at small post houses where budgets are very tight always um i mean you got to look for other options i mean i know i know 25 bucks doesn't sound like a lot um but i mean when when you're a freelancer pinching every penny like it, it does count well when you, you know, let's think about this because yeah look at the pricing right now so the starter account the bottom bottom rung is yeah as you said five new videos per month 25 bucks per month uh, and then going up from that as premium, you can get a hundred new videos. That's three hundred and fifty dollars per month. That's a huge yep. jump from twenty five to three fifty. Uh, yep. And then the enterprise, which is the upper echelon one, that I'll never ever touch. Unlimited videos for the low low price of twenty five hundred dollars per month. Right, <laughs> and and so like there, there's a thing in the online world of like the three tiered sales system. So you'll always offer something very low, offer something very high, because you want people to do the one in the middle. But when you price the one in the middle so damn high, like you're not going to yeah, get anybody. That's a huge jump. So let's say like if I did, uh, if I started at the bottom and twenty five bucks per month, like you said, not a huge amount for a service that if you're going to be using it regularly, but five new videos. Let's assume that you're correct, yeah. and five new videos means five new uploads, not like I'm going to replace. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if I've already uploaded ver- uploaded version one of a video, I'm going to replace that with a newer version. That doesn't count. So mm-hmm. five new videos per month, like that. Uh, yeah, I'd go. Th- I'd go. Th- Oh, and actually, you know what? I didn't register per month. I was thinking per week because I was like, yeah, per week? That's not bad. Per month? Oh, my God. I'll go through that 
incredibly yeah quickly. i mean like for you if you're editing a movie like okay i did this scene tonight i'm gonna ship that off i did this scene and this scene you know on tuesday i'm gonna ship these two off so that's three videos right there and you're on wednesday of the first week yeah i upload scenes individually so i'll burn right through that not to mention my commercial clients and also but uh, you know, i'm thinking most other services go by not a per video but a per like gig or per you know uh, a usage yeah. quota right so i'm wondering right why whipster is uh, this is like maybe they've already always been this way but i'm wondering why they're what 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 are they thinking i i don't know but i will say for us us little guys uh you guys know how much we love ScreenLight. they were the first sponsor of our podcast uh they offer a free one gig account um you can send that link out to as many other people that you want to you can put as many videos as you can fit into one gig uh as you want um so that's what i do i mean i have like seven eight videos on there and i still have room for more and that's literally it's free 100 percent free um so i would check those guys out and a lot of other people i know um They've jumped onto the Frame IO bandwagon, which I've only heard nothing but great things about them. So uh, I would recommend checking those guys out as well. Yeah, I'm seeing. Uh, I just and you told me about this like literally right before we pressed record. So I'm really, really in the dark about this apparently. And I, I <laughs> was on a week of vacation back there, so I was really out of the loop. But uh, doing like a, a really quick search through the Twitterverse, yeah, I see a bunch of people tweeting about their anger, their frustration with. Uh, with with Webster's change, but also uh, this one in particular, uh, Christopher Francis, don't know who you are, uh, at the France on Twitter, and said just I got, just got all my clients hooked on using Webster, and then uh, they changed my pricing plan from twelve dollars a month to a hundred and ninety dollars a month, and uh, he says Frame.io, here I come. So Frame.io is jumping on this is on this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I know. When I looked up uh, Whipster, when I just I googled Whipster, um, and the first two hits were Google advertisements. It was number one Frame IO, number two ScreenLight, and then it was the real search result for Whipster. I was like, all right, these guys they're they're trying to jump on this. Amazing. Well, yeah. what do you guys? What are you guys currently using? Uh, do we have any Whipster users uh, in the audience today? And uh, if you uh, if you are, uh, let us know what you think of the the price hike that they've just gone through. I uh, I quickly found a, a like the, a proper response, I guess you could call it, from Whipster uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, that was published on February 10th. Uh, that's titled "The Rise of the Content Economy or Why Whipster Has Changed Its Business Model." Uh, doing a really, really, really skim through quick skimming of the article, I didn't actually see anything that jumped out at me as like a a great reason uh for this big change or really them explaining you know what is going on in their heads but uh the article as far as i could tell is mostly a you know this is how we started and this is how we've evolved so kind of a you know we're you know it's a better service so we're gonna up the price is yeah, they just pimped their product yeah which yeah again totally justifiable to do that but in this kind of like to this scale this magnitude um I know I'm not going to be paying 350 bucks a month for, uh, <laughs> for to upload yeah. my videos. So I mean, I don't I don't know how long they've been around. Let's say five years. So that's like saying you know in five years from now, that's me jumping my hourly rate from uh, 85 an hour to like you know 500 an hour. Right. Out yeah. of nowhere, just telling my client, hey, uh, you're going to pay me 500 an hour now. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, yeah. just as I, I've got a bunch of different tabs open. I have one open for uh, for the Whipster page that I've been uh, 
going through their site, grabbing information, and their uh, one of their customer service reps. Like the, it's one of those sites where like a customer service rep immediately pops up and starts mm-hmm. to chat with you and says, "Hey, you know, I see that you're poking around on our site. Anything I can help you with?" And I kind of, it's like it's a real person with a name and a uh, face, and I kind of feel like <laughs> firing back. Yeah. So how do you justify hiking your prices out like this much? What what's going on? Um, asking her some tough questions. Maybe I'll save that for afterwards. Yeah. So before we get into loneliness, I know we already mentioned our first sponsor we ever had on for command edit. So uh, I'd like to announce uh, that we have a second um, sponsor for the show. And that is uh, Nick. Go ahead. Ding, ding, ding. Soundstripe, which if you guys have been subscribing, listening to us, then you heard us giving nothing but praise to these guys uh, a couple of episodes back. Uh, one episode back, actually. Uh, two. Was it two? Two. Two. Right. And 65. Right, right. Um, and uh, so if you listen to that, you definitely heard Josh gushing over these guys. And uh, at the time, he was a user and I wasn't. I was just uh, an interested fan. But shortly thereafter, signed up for it and already you know, have gotten uh, a good bunch of value from it and actually have started to... Uh, I, have, I had a friend uh, message me last night who who said like, yeah, can you recommend any music services? And I sent the, sent the link over to him and he didn't understand, he didn't comprehend the <laughs> value of it right off the bat, which we explained, which is, yeah, it's you know a subscription-based music service that you get unlimited usage of their entire music library. Um, you generate a new license each time you download it for a different project. And it's, you know, so it's not like Premium Beat uh, or like any of the other music services out there where uh, you have to, you know, price out the license that you're going to get for your, uh, for the music track for your project. So it really, really helps. Uh, it's a, it's much quicker. It's much simpler. And plus, you know, you can jump in, go get music right away uh, with your, uh, with just like to go over, visit, check out your check out uh, what music they have before even signing up uh, it's saved me a lot of time and heartache plus as you get lonely in the uh, in the music bay you can always play some sorrowful music yes so uh in the show notes uh we have a link that'll take you over to soundstripe and also if you head over to our facebook group just go to facebook search command edit go to our group not our page but in our group uh we'll have a link in there with uh instructions on how to get a 10 percent uh discount on um on your account so it's ten dollars a month or i think it's 97 a year so um 10 off would be nine bucks a month or some like 87 88 dollars uh for a year if you go over to our facebook group and uh use um the the instructions on how to get that 10 percent off over there yeah and there are a swell bunch of guys in the service all like right off the bat ten dollars a month you know that's going to pay off within one track that you get so if you're uh if you're the kind of person who pumps out new videos for your clients. Uh, if you pump out more than five five videos a month, uh, more than uh, more than the Whipster basic package, uh, then uh, you can easily get uh, get great sounding music uh, at you know little to no cost. Uh, and also, these guys are available if you need to contact them for some special uses. I like how they actually like listen if you, you know, call them if you call them up and say, "Hey, I'm looking for these specific tracks." Uh, I'm looking for something that sounds like this, then they'll help you out. They'll kind of point you in the right direction. So they're actual real people that you can talk to as well. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think, uh, I think we, we, uh, we need to work on, on condensing our pitch. 
We do. But, uh, this I, is, but I liked yeah. it. I liked it. Welcome to episode that was our first 60, time. 67, uh, Soundstripe Gushing Part 2. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned so, for uh, Part 3. Next, yeah. Our next prime number episode, we'll, we'll have it. We'll have it down <laughs> a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we jump into the uh, meat and potatoes? So to speak, yes. So uh, I know from my personal experiences that, uh, yeah, my job uh, can be, I can feel very, very cut off from the outside world. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I know a, a lot of people who talk to us regularly uh, work on uh, TV shows or larger productions where you actually have an office you go to where there are other human beings walking around that you can interact with. Me, myself, I work pretty, I, I work by myself. As far as I can tell, last I checked my apartment, there's no one here. And uh, there are some days that even uh, go by where I, you know, this sounds really pathetic, but I don't even go outside and I forget to, and I don't talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. And so there's a real human interaction that's missing from this. And sometimes that does get to you. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about this? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm both worlds. So I am in an office a couple days a week with people around and we'll kind of get into, um, the situation that I'm in, in an office, uh, in a little bit when we talk about office setup and all that stuff in edit base. Um, uh, but I also do work from home a couple days a week. And, uh, some of those days my wife is home. Um, so there is like another person in the house, um, but she's also working too. So, I mean, we're two floors apart. Um, but I always have my dog by me but she doesn't really help or really talk to me that much um you know throughout the day uh so yeah i mean this is this is a real thing i mean um i can uh i know that i i show up i'm, I'm generally the first person in the office when i go in uh and i'm there about 7 7 15 in the morning and i don't see another person till about 9 30 and it's that is nice but at the same time like like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just sitting here at a computer, like, just typing away. Like, I, I, I do feel like as a human, you do need to see other humans to know what you're doing. Because basically when it boils down to it, uh, when you edit video or do anything, you're doing it for another human. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, and uh, I, I, I speak to uh, you know, freelancers specifically uh, when it comes to the idea of you know, being cut off from people and needing uh, some human interaction and you know needing to reach out and connect with people because uh, I know that uh, uh, I know other freelancers not necessarily even in video production but you know to paint with a broad broad brush here uh, freelancers in general kind of suffer a little bit more from uh, things like job dissatisfaction uh, you know depression and you know it uh, it does kind of take a hit on your your mental and physical health uh, you know, the more that you're kind of working in isolation. So uh, on that downer of a note, um, <laughs> I know that we're, we're going to give you some tips, hopefully that you can uh, beat those, uh, those workplace blues. Um, but uh, I would also want to uh, ask Josh a little bit more about, uh, you know, working in an office setting because sure. I've spoken to other people uh, who even work in an office setting but still feel very cut off. Uh, and yeah. I spoke to you earlier before we started recording. I know another video editor in town who works for a company, big building, tons of people, lots of bodies inside, but his edit bay is, you know, in the bat cave in the far, far reaches of, you know, of uh, the nether regions of the building where uh, if you go there, you're cut off from the sounds and sights and other people 
uh, that you know other workers in the office get. So you can there's no sunlight. Uh, you know you can easily you know lose track of time and you know start to feel pretty bummed out. Um, mm-hmm. So is that anything like what, what you've experienced before? Oh yeah, yeah. So my current situation where I'm at three days a week, um, I do have a interior room of an office. Basically, I'm in a glorified closet. Uh, but it's, it's actually a pretty spacious closet for an Bay. I'll, I'll take it. Um, and I don't really get a lot of foot traffic where I am. And um, I don't really know that many people there. So, and being there only three days a week and also being hourly, like, you don't really go out to lunch with coworkers. You have to make up that time. And, like, I'm not staying there any later than I already am. So, I mean, besides the the two other editors that are sometimes in there, uh, in the uh, adjacent editing rooms, like, I don't really talk to anybody, even though I am in an office, uh, which is kind of weird. Um, in the past, you know, I used to work at a startup, and um, at one point in time, I was, I did the whole, they had the whole, like, Google layout floor plan where everyone is is out, like, on the same floor, like, no cubes, no nothing, you're just at a desk, and I will say, like, it was awful for productivity. Um, I mean, it was definitely difficult to edit, uh, but I never felt lonely. I guess that's where the balance comes in because by by the very nature of the work, you kind of require a little bit of isolation because you don't want a whole lot of traffic. You need to be cut off from the noise at least, but uh, mm-hmm. you need to, to, yeah, you need to cut yourself off a little bit so that you can work properly because... You need to, you know, you need to hear what you're doing. You need to see what you're doing, and you also don't need people looking over your shoulder or bugging you every five minutes. Uh, but right. you know, then when that happens, then you know, you start to become a little cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, and also, um, you know, with Whipster and Screenlight and Frame.io, like I, I never have to talk to clients or producers anymore. Like actually talk or sit with them, have them come into my <laughs> edit bay. Like I just fire off an email and a link. And in fact, you know, there, they, in fact they, there are times when I would just prefer not to hear from, from my. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree. Like ninety nine percent of the time, I'd rather just fire that off. But you know, sometimes it is kind of nice to have somebody in there, kind of see me working my magic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I I joked a little. I joked earlier when I said like, eh, sometimes I don't want to want to see the clients, but uh, occasionally that even does help move the the work along. Some clients prefer not to come into the edit bay, not to uh, take it. I offer directors all the time at some point in the edit of their film. Uh, like, do you want to come in for a day, two, three, and actually sit here and go over the very, very fine-tuned, you know, fine-tuned points uh, of, of your movie? And I love it when that happens because not only am I getting some face-to-face time with someone, anyone, but also with my boss, uh, the director, but uh, it's also easier to get the work done. It's, you know, it's a lot easier to communicate. So, the work itself can take a hit when you're that separated virtually when you're just doing uh, email notes back and forth between you and your client right and then you always get uh you know the comment do you have a better do you, do you have a better shot do you have a better take and then if they were sitting there in the office you can just be like no i don't have a better take like come on but instead you get that email and you're you just get pissed off and you write this whole long thing in screen light replying like course i don't have a better shot blah 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 and then you erase it and you just say no this is the best i got yeah but (laughs) now i will say that all considered um 
it's been a very, very long time since I worked in a like a studio environment with other people, uh, you know, neighboring me with you know office space, you know, uh, someone in an office space you now next to me, across from me, behind me, and I do miss that camaraderie. That that uh, if you need a break, you can turn and strike up a conversation. You can get immediate feedback from someone. You know, you can work together. You can argue. All that stuff that comes from you know, regular human interaction is there. However, since I moved my office home, I now feel, I, you know, occasionally you get those bouts of loneliness, but I have full control over, uh, you know, I can I can choose to not wear pants in the office. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> you know, I can, uh, you know, if I want to, I can play some music or, you know what, if I need to, you know, uh, if I want to get up and I want to rearrange my office, I can do that. If I want to you know, come in at a different work time, then I can do that. Just these things, like I can change my workspace. I can change what I, you know, when I'm going to be there, what I'm doing with it. Uh, and I like that control over it uh, rather than to work in an office. I was offered a, a job once where the, uh, I think one of the biggest things I wasn't looking forward to was the fact that there was a dress code and that's, and I know that, oh, what was me, you know, dress code, that's not a big deal. But the idea that uh, I, I wore uniform to school for many, many years, I hated the idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hated the idea that I woke up and I had no thought, like I had no freedom to choose what I wanted to wear to feel comfortable that day. The idea of waking up every day and putting on like those, you know, the business slacks and the tie and this, like every single day, that would just, like, that would just, just bring me down okay i want to get back to uh co-workers um but just a question from an american to a canadian uh is that a normal thing in canada is that like a <laughs> frequent thing for schools to have uniforms uh not so much actually the school that i attended there was one year that i this is high school but the one year that i attended in grade nine was casual before they had uniforms and then by grade 10 they implemented them which uh it yeah it sucked <laughs> um you know the uniforms were terrible they didn't feel good and it just uh it you know going to school every day feeling very uniform with everybody else it uh it didn't feel good so, yeah so i know I, I i mean i get it um as far as the uniform thing goes um i mean i do dress up for work uh i have like my same two pairs of khakis that i rotate through for the three days i gotta go in um, and my same like six dress shirts uh, that I like to wear. Uh, and yeah, it does feel like you're putting on a uniform, but I will say, uh, I mean, we're getting way off topic from loneliness, but I, I, I don't mind necessarily, you know, having to put on a button up shirt, you know, for a few hours each day. You know? I guess, I guess what I was getting at with the, with the idea of clothing is that going into an office every day, at least, uh, at least requires you to to do the bare minimum like shower get dressed and you know at least nod to a couple of people as you walk in yeah. uh and doing for being forced to do those things uh you know depending on how you work maybe a positive or maybe a negative so mm -hmm. whereas i love working from home and not having to do things uh, i i get certain freedoms i enjoy those freedoms those outweigh the uh the negatives of occasionally not seeing people and not being you know having workmates not having a boss to communicate with directly so for me like I'm, i've i've never felt like the freelance life is not for me because of the loneliness involved 
Yeah. So I do want to rewind uh, a minute. So you were talking about, you know, your coworkers and you missing your the uh, camaraderie. Uh, so I will say that um, as as happy as I am with going freelance, uh, I really miss my coworkers from the startup or from the, the job I had before then. Uh, like I, I really miss having those friends. I had legitimate friends at work and um you know just having having somebody to honestly vent to that you can trust like about a work thing that understands and and empathizes uh with you like that's so precious to have um because i know you probably don't get to do that a lot like if you're stuck you know on this one part of a movie or some corporate thing like you can't go talk to nate down the hall uh and say you know I'm, I'm stuck and have him like know where you are in this whole thing and you know also be pissed off at you know mary down the hall who's <laughs> in charge of the project like you you, you got to do that alone yeah and not to well let's get into some some tips because you're kind of kind of leading into sure. one because in a way i don't have that but in a way that i in a way i do so i do have a roster of uh, at least a couple of people that are other freelancers, most of them editors, so most of them whose opinion I value and would want when you know uh, when talking about a particular project. Uh, but then other freelancers who work in different fields who are just people that I can connect with who get this, you know, who, hey, you get my work lifestyle and we both have this need to occasionally connect with people. So I have this roster of people that I can call up at uh, almost literally any time of day because, hey, midnight, some of us are still awake and uh, I have a couple of people I know who are night owls and I can call up and say, hey, you know what? I'm getting tunnel vision working on this scene. I've lost touch with it. I need to get some feedback, some uh, some uh, someone else's opinion. I can call up this guy, FaceTime with him, show him, do a screen share, get him involved. So it's a virtual reach out, but I do kind of have that. Um, you know, as long as I'm not bothering them when they're trying to sleep or something like that. But uh, I would much rather, yeah, have an actual person to get up. You know, I would love that idea. First of all, it's a chance to get up and walk away from the desk and get some movement. But also, I yeah, go down the hall, uh, you know, uh, grab Joe or Bob or Frank and say, hey, you know, can you come take a look at this? I would love to get a second opinion uh, just so it's not you working by your lonesome. But I would, yeah, I would love to get something like that. But you're going one step down from that at least what you can do is connect with some people regularly and kind of let them know hey you know what i really would value your opinion on things that i work on can i you know you know give you a call or give you a message uh with something to look at so that you know i can you know get some feedback from you and that's at least one thing to do one thing that we do weekly i'm doing a skype chat with you and while you can't see me, I can see you. And yeah, one day you'll be able to see me again. But uh, uh, just the fact that I connect with you, uh, you know, Josh, another video editor, and you know, we yeah, we record. But outside of that, you know, uh, beforehand, afterwards, we chat for a little while. We catch up. We you know talk about a whole bunch of private stuff that our listeners will never hear. <laughs> uh, plots for world domination and whatnot. And that alone is, at the bare minimum, a little bit of, you know, uh, a tip to, to fight uh, the loneliness. So Yeah, just, you know, 4 a.m. Facebook messages um, that we know the other person <laughs> isn't going to see. Either I'm, I'm just waking up or you're just going to sleep. Uh, it's just like things like that. Uh, those definitely help. So, yeah, one of my tips um, 
is to go talk to other editors. Um, and I know it's really hard to find other editors, especially if you work by yourself. Uh, but if you just do it online, do it in our Facebook group. Um, it's not hard. You know, yeah. do it on post chat. Dude, it is hard. Because I remember we're, at, we're out there. To, uh, until I was 25, I didn't talk to any other editors. Yeah, but like you just said, through the power of social media, like you can go on Twitter and, you know, search the, uh, you know, search a couple uh, okay, hashtags, okay, post chat hashtag, okay. and then you'll find some other people like you who are talking about the things that you want to talk about. All right. It, it might not be difficult to find, but I will say it could be emotionally hard to put yourself out there and to start connecting with strangers do you find it easier to connect via online or do you because i do the same thing with people in 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 person like i just there's currently a business card of another uh producer uh who i've met a couple days ago and you know what i do is at least once per month i need to meet and chat with one other uh video production you know either freelancer or uh, it doesn't have to be an editor. It can be anybody. It can be a camera operator. And just meet with them face-to-face to chat about work uh, and get out there and meet new people. So he's that business card is on my desk. That's something I'm going to be doing in the next week. So do you find it difficult to meet people, to connect people via online or in person? So, all right, that that's a tricky question. So I found a way around it. Um, and I'll get into that in a second. So the answer is they're both completely fine for me. So it was around the time I was about 25 uh, and I decided, and I've talked about this way, like when we rewind way back, I think maybe, you know, one of the first 10 episodes, how um, I did like, I went like a hundred days or a year or something. And I contacted somebody new every single day. I had them learn my name. That, that was the goal, you know, uh, have them learn my name. So somebody at a coffee shop or somebody online, send somebody an email um, just a stranger or somebody who I didn't know. And I did that every day for like 100 days. I think I went way beyond that. I might have done a year. Uh, and I still do it to this day. Uh, I try to do it at least like two or three times a week. Um, and after after like, I will, it is very difficult to do that. Uh, but after like 100 days, uh, you're going to get over that fear. Hmm. Either in person or online. Have you ever heard of those those challenges that people do occasionally with uh, with Facebook that uh, uh, like for a certain period of time, like for a week or for a month, any group invite or any event invite that uh, that they get invited to, they have to say yes or they have to go to it. No. Some people do this. I call them crazy because it's a way dumb. to kind of it's it's a way to kind of to force you to commit you to to uh, because I am also antisocial by nature. So if uh, if somebody invites me to their screening or to a networking event or something like that, I'll you know I'll want to go, but I'll also find a reason not to. You know, there are more times, especially leading up to the date, I'll be sitting at home and go, ah, I don't feel like going out. I have more of a tendency to cancel and to not go out and you know interact with other people uh so yeah, i've just well, heard I... of these things where people say you know what for a week you know they don't announce it but they just say whatever event invite i get sent my way i have to say yes and i have to go to it and it's you know it's hard work to do for some people but it forces you to get out there and uh, i know that for me i get invited to a lot of uh film related mostly screenings but i really really try to keep like a 90 percent success rating of go going to these uh especially if it's people that i know so i can go out i can re get in touch with them 
show my support, hopefully meet a couple of new people. But uh, that's what I try to commit myself to doing. Okay. All right. I, I, I would like to take back me saying that was dumb. I didn't mean that. I didn't know the full story. So yes, how you described it. Okay. I think that that's a decent strategy. <laughs> or I think that's a good strategy if you are looking to go out more uh, and meet people. Yes. Yes. I, I would approve of that. I just thought any old person just saying yes to everything like that's not a good that's not necessarily a good strategy overall in life maybe it's not everything if you get an invite to like a furry convention then maybe you can reserve the right to say no so to a what (laughs) to a what convention furry convention furry yeah what's that oh uh dude google that afterwards or or don't um yeah listeners i would not encourage you to to do that hey if that's your lifestyle then all the power to it oh god you're googling it right now aren't you (laughs) don't 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 you dare all right uh sidestepping and getting away from that uh another uh, couple of tips that uh, that have helped for me anyways um the blur of you know Uh work no don't even don't even do it all right all right all right back to all right what's what are you talking about blur of work and what i was trying to you got distracted by by the wrong thing and uh i i warned you but okay uh working Continue. from home the, the 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 line that separates work and home i get that if you go into an office it's great because as soon as you leave that office you can leave your work at the door and come home and be completely separate from that likewise when you go to work you're completely separate from your family and all the other things going on at home if you work from home that you know the lines start to blur so i one thing i do for my space is uh not my space, my workspace. I my office. If you could see it right now, uh, there is a restriction on anything that would be otherwise. You know, this is a workspace. It has my office, my desk. Uh, there, you know, I don't have my clothing lying all over the place. Uh, I don't have uh, like a chair that I like to lounge in. I try to keep this as much of a workspace as possible. And the rest of my apartment is that's my living space. So I try I- to you know designate areas for for work and home i would love to do that but my office is my man room it's where i watch tv it's where i play darts it's where i play my <laughs> stupid baseball game on my computer uh i like it's the entrance to my house um so i really can't avoid it i would i would love if i could do that how do you feel uh, that for it does me- for your work um well I, I generally with my with my freelance work from home I generally don't have an issue getting it done. So when I need to do it I just do it because I know I'm getting paid, which is a really good feeling. Um, when I will say uh, working from home as a salaried employee, uh, yeah, it is it, that actually can be kind of difficult because you do have all those other things that can get in your head and just be like, oh, I don't necessarily have to work on this now. I can work on it tomorrow in the office. I'm going to play darts or watch TV or whatever. (laughs) Um, But when you know you're going to get paid for doing your job as a freelancer for completing said job, um, that's all the motivation that I need to just sit down and buckle in and do my work for the most part. So whether you're whether you're at home or whether you're working in an office setting, what do you do for a break? Like what do you like when you finally do want to get away from the computer and you need to go seek out someone and just like have yep. a coffee? Like what do you do? So um, when I'm in the office, 
pretty much every day, bearing the rain or the really cold, uh, I go and I walk to Trader Joe's, and I get a sample from the food sampler and talk to her for a brief minute, and I generally buy something small there, um, you know, a, a snack for the edit bay for the day, uh, and talk to the cashier and just see another human and have conversations, um, however small they may be. Uh, and that generally between the walking and the human interaction, um, that'll get my, get me going again for Ah. the second half of the day. Yes. Another rule of my own. I never eat lunch at my desk because lunch is for, I at least, uh, you know, option number one is always what I try to go for is I leave actually get out of the apartment go for a walk go like luckily downtown is right a stone's throw away from me i have a myriad of places that i can go to just for a coffee break or for a lunch break uh so i can you know even just being amongst people you don't need to like if i go and chill in a cafe and you know read a book for like half hour 45 minutes i'm at least around people that sort of is enough for me i don't i don't necessarily yeah, need to chat with someone one-on-one but you get an idea that it's you know the apocalypse hasn't happened there are other people going on around you you get that sort of uh that uh that crowd interaction a little bit and that's usually enough for me and then i can come back and you know sit down at my desk again and be ready for work mm-hmm. and then when i'm at home uh generally for during lunch time whenever that is for me uh, i will take peyton out and we'll go for a walk around the block uh kind of the same thing get the juices flowing hopefully see another human uh probably walking another dog uh, and then, you know, get back for, uh, you know, second half of the day. Uh, would you ever, uh, be interested in the idea of a co-working space? So even no. if you were fully freelancing, would you get, uh, either a co-working space or like an office space separate from your No, work? no. Um, I mean, my experience has been minimal with the co-working spaces, but I've been in there enough, uh, to, to know that, I mean... I'm not going to get any more work done there than in my home office. Um, if if my situation was different, if I did something else besides just editing, like if I had clients coming in all the time or I offered other services um, that weren't conducive to my home office, sure, I might consider a co-working space. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't love them. I, I think the the props or the, the you know the things that you get with them uh kind of cool you know uh the free coffee and the the free happy hours all that stuff that's fun um but for me like i just want to get my shit done yeah when it comes down to me the you know the added cost is always a killer for me i'm always interested in the idea and i have people approach me all the time and uh, who are saying hey we're getting a shared office space and if you want a desk if you want a, a separate room that you can have a door that you can close then uh, you know, it's there for you. And I'm interested in the benefits that would come from that. I just don't want to, I can't justify doing that with when I have the space that I can utilize at home. That's what yes. it comes down to. So that's the other thing. So when the day comes that there is a baby in this house, that won't be for at least another year or two. So nothing, nothing <laughs> imminent. Uh, but there will be hopefully a baby soon. Uh, I do know that dynamics in this house will change. My office may either move upstairs or just get shrunken down and it's half office, half playroom. And when it starts becoming an issue for me not being able to get my shit done, um, I would consider getting a real office if I could walk there. That's Mm. the thing. Yeah, I don't. No commuting. No. Right, exactly. 
Yep. No, I don't if, need if that I kind of. I'm not, I'm not that starving for for interaction and activity that I need to sit in a car for uh, for uh, you know an hour or two just trying to get to the office. No, thank you. Yep. Yep. Uh, all uh, right. One other what thing that got? I'll throw in for for people that uh, can f- help fight the the loneliness blues. Uh, if you can't get outside and get to a cafe just for a coffee break, uh, or if you you know are afraid of outdoors, or if you're like me and you live in the Great White North where currently there's a hell of a snowstorm going on on outside, there are uh, other things you can do to kind of get a little dose of uh, of that crowd interaction hopefully one of the things that i have bookmarked that occasionally i do go to uh is called noisly uh n-o-i-s-l-i.com and it's a free page that will jump up on your browser that is a noise generator uh, that you can customize and so Mm. either for productivity or relaxation there's a bunch of it's really cool you get to actually mix sounds together that could be like the sound of a busy cafe with some chatter and you know glasses clinking and stuff like that uh sound of rainfall sound of a storm uh you there's a bunch of nature sounds and also busy public sounds going on so you can kind of mix and match uh which ones that are going to be most conducive for you sometimes i feel like even just strangely enough the cafe noise is good enough just to kind of lightly play in the background you know when you can get away with it if you're not working with sound at the moment um Hmm. then it's just it it breaks the silence around here and it makes me feel like i'm not alone so it does help a little bit there's some sciencey stuff that they they proclaim on the website that you know it helps with you know different parts of your brain yada 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 but for me it's just good to listen to ah that's cool um so for me when i get sick of my like edm weird dubstep mixes um i will put on calm i think it's calm.com it's a it's a meditation app um if you go to their website um so there's a bunch of different basically uh noise generators of of nature like different nature scenes uh and i'll just have that play uh oh, while cool. i work yeah so and that's cool. completely free and and i'll look that up calm.com i'll we'll uh, put it in the show notes wicked cool there you go bunch of different things and uh other than that uh you know there's a bunch of different ways that you can get out with uh get out and interact with people uh so such that yeah go out yeah go outside call someone text someone go go for a walk damn it get some sunlight (laughs) yeah so So that kind of wraps up uh yeah our our tips and tricks for for fighting the the lonely loneliness blues but um yeah if you're really feeling lonely and want something to listen to go check out soundstripe (laughs) yeah good plug yeah Wonder if yeah, I wonder if they've uh, actually got like a Lonely Hearts uh, playlist or, or something like that. So, I don't. Uh, a they, slow violin. I, I know they just uh, launched a playlist. It's I think it's called Young and Young and Happy, Young and something. Young and free. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's all just like uh, like the cool uh, YouTube music that all the vloggers use now. Um, so <laughs> check that out. Um, go to the link in the show notes uh, and make sure to go over to our Facebook group and uh, get your 10% off uh, your account over there. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, now that being said, uh, I know that we've uh, had a good uh, time, you know, you and I talking, you know, via Skype, but I've really got to get out of get out of here and go for my personal walk and find other humans and uh, verify that I'm not the last man on earth because uh, it's starting to get to me a little bit. 
So thank you. you. Thank you guys once again for listening and for coming on back each and every single time. We love you for it. Uh, This is episode 67. We've got the show notes up on uh, our blog post uh, over on commandeditpodcast.com. Uh, and also the link for Soundstripe if you want to go give it a try and also the link for Noisly if you need to generate a little bit of noise uh, and if you guys have any tips or any uh, any any ways that you've you, you've used to help battle loneliness uh, in the video edit bay uh, then feel free reach out to us easy way to do it is to go over to the command edit podcast group on Facebook uh, join up hey that's one way you can fight loneliness reach out to all of uh, the other listeners who have joined us over there uh, there's awesome conversations that get uh, struck up over there if you've got a question something that you're working on you can get other people's advice it's fantastic I can vouch for each and every single one of the people in there they're good people Uh, So in the meantime, thanks for listening and for subscribing. I know you did subscribe. Uh, Until next time, I'm Nick. And I'm Josh. And you're you. See ya. See ya.